Why is my precious rocket ship drifting up into deep space? Why am I reaching you at the coordinates of the abandoned space station? Why, why does Skype keep dropping out on me? Why? Why? episode of Sonic Talk. Uh, if you're looking for the 10th episode, it's it's all done. We just don't have it posted yet. We're waiting on uh, one of our guys at Sigabits to get it all edited out. So we're sorry about that. We It's been recorded all the way back just before Comic-Con. And it's uh, me and Alex and GX talking about uh, Rhythm Thief and all that. So you're sure to enjoy it if it ever comes out here. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And as you can hear, we got uh, with us today, Alex, a.k.a. Knuckles87. It's just me and him. We're going to have a, a fairly short show, I think, this week. It's not going to be too big a deal. We're trying to just get this in here because it's been a while. I mean, it's been almost two months. And we should really, you know, uh, tell you what we've been up to, especially since we've been to both Comic-Con and Sonic Boom. I mean, that's a pretty big event, you know. All right. Um, speaking of, uh, let's well before we speak of that, uh, let's see what we've been in up to. What have you been up to this week, Alex? Playing Mario. Or like I said, since this past two months, I should say. Okay. Let's see. Um, I've been to E3 where I played some Wii U and some Rayman Legends and a bunch of Sega games and Metal Gear Solid Rising. And uh, I've also been to Comic-Con, where I got to meet all of my idols. Uh, We'll talk about that part later in the show. I've uh, also been to, um, let's see. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been to Virginia. I'm really, really tired. Yeah, so that's part of the reason why this hasn't been a show for a while, is Knuckles has been a very, very busy guy. I had to go down to Virginia in early August for a family visit thing, and then I had to go through all this shit over at my college to change my major, then they took forever to change my major, then I was late signing up for classes, and overall I'm a little pissed, but, you know, that's, uh, that's life, I'm a journalism major now, so yay! I finally learned how to do journalism and shit instead of business, which is incredibly boring. Yeah, I think you to pick the right one there, journalism. Something I should have uh, gotten into because this is what we love, you know, being on uh, writing for websites like Sonic Stadium and Sega Bits. This is what we really yeah. enjoy, and soon the the sooner I can stop having to. Be a cashier at a freaking Walmart, the better, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to work for Time Magazine one day, or maybe, uh, well, I'm, not, I'm never going to work for Game Informer, because those people are dumbasses. And I've said out loud on a podcast, so I'm never going to get hired anyway. But, um, <laughs> Plus print but, uh, is dying yeah, anyway. Yeah, EGM or Nintendo Power. Oh, wait, no, Nintendo Aww. Power. No longer with us. Thanks a lot, Nintendo, for your lack of interest in your own official gaming magazine. Well, they actually abandoned it several years ago, and just Future Publishing picked it up and kept their reins going. And they did a real good job. I think it was an actually improvement with them over the original Nintendo Power, except for no uh, little in-game you know, posters or anything. But overall, but it's I'm, really struggling. Sad to I'm struggling to come up with things to talk about right now because it's mostly boring stuff like I'm, i've been playing some transformers and i've been enjoying my 3ds xl and i've been getting all of all of my various portable electronics fixed because i'm i'm, a, I'm very rough with those things and we both got the xl in yeah the xl is pretty pretty sweet you know it's uh, the 3d is really impressive especially like the Biggest impression I've gotten so far is with Resident Evil Revelations. That I I stuck that in 3D full throttle. I was like, what the fuck? Wow, this is this looks like a completely different game practically. And uh, yeah, I mean, if 
3D yeah, really this, this is really what the 3DS should have been, is this little system right here. It's also very comfortable with its curved edges. The funny thing is, it's still pretty portable. I mean, I think it's really not that much bigger than the original DSi was, uh, than the original DS was. Yeah, know. it can still fit in your pocket yeah. while still all having a really nice size screen going for you. Plus, yeah, uh, Kit Akara yeah. is, is a much more comfortable. Yeah, and... Uh, it's meant uh, most of the games actually hold up surprisingly well on it too, like uh, Super Mario Land 3D. You know, um, you don't really see too much of the extra pixelation that you'd expect from a big from from a big screen. And uh, a lot of the DS games actually look a lot better too. Like um, there's this one DS game I I, uh, I I played recently, Plants vs Zombies, and it's like a completely different game visually. Yeah, and if you if you want to have that you know really sharp picture like a like a pixel per pixel, it looks a lot better because it's bigger. Uh, I tried uh, Sonic Rush Adventure with it, and it's the same size basically as a DS Lite XL as far as screen size and its native resolution. The one complaint I have, and um, I'm sure this is a complaint that GX, if he were here, would dispute, is the Lack of a circle pad, which is a pretty common concern, but pretty common complaint. But for me... You mean the second analog stick? Yeah, isn't that what I said? Yeah. Pretty much because certain games like Metal Gear Solid 3, they look great on the big screen. I don't like playing it without the circle pad, and without the second circle pad. Yeah, and and there's this big old space right under the buttons that would be perfect for that, you know. And now, and now trying for the fifth time. <laughs> Obligatory tech tech issues. Uh, let's just continue the discussion. Yeah, Skype sucks. Um, anyway, we were discussing the 3DS. 3DS XL. Yep. Um, the reason why they didn't include a second circle pad built into the system is because it would have required a smaller battery. Which, of course, is a much bigger issue than a second circle pad that only three or four games use. Because because a smaller battery combined with a big screen spells disaster and horribly short battery life and lots of complaining people. So, you know. Yeah, we don't need shorter battery life, so that, that's understandable. If they do like a third inter- iteration where they can solve that problem. You know that would be great, and if they do a third, well, if they do a third iteration, I'd like to see multiple cartridge slots where you know you can have three games go, uh, on it and just select yeah, it at that, any time. That, that, that's uh, that's what I was thinking, but um, because of, of that little extra piece of plastic uh, on every single cartridge, it's going to have to it takes up it would have to take a bit, bit a bit more space. Yeah, than it otherwise would. But in any case. Um, Really, I wish they had just released a Circle Pad Pro with the system. You know, is that too much to ask? Well, that, it is. It is coming out, but it's not with the system. It's just uh, coming out a little later, I guess, in September. You can't even find accessories for this thing. I had to. I was looking for a nice, thin, uh, compact carrying case for it because I like to have a carrying case while still keeping it in my pocket. And I found a uh, found out that the Nintendo DSi XL uh, cases. Work uh, just fine with 3DS XL. They're about the same size. Well, I I, I have not I have not been able to find a uh, screen protector for this thing. One of my main issues with the old 3DS was that was the uh, screen got scratched. Well, that was because of a flaw in the system where they'd have a uh, the two sides bumping up like that, and when they when you'd shut it, it would it would uh, cause them to contact with each other, and you'd end up with a little slice on each end along with the circle nub hitting the screen as well but if you'd wipe it down it was usually okay oh god are you still okay no i'm 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 just gonna keep recording i'm not even gonna stop i'll just call the the trouble skype this system has the same the the 3ds xl has the same kind of scratching issue as the as the regular system that's why I really, really would like to get my hands on that screen protector, an uh, actual screen protector. It does? I haven't noticed. Uh, and you go off again. Oh, no. You, I can't keep this up. Okay, now uh, we're trying to get a solution to this. Uh, Alex has uh, hooked up his iPad. 
I always and, think we need to give people a point by point uh, uh, replay of our. This is such a pain in the ass, man. We keep dropping out. It's Skype cool. is shit. Comcast is shit. Technology sucks. And I love you, Jason. As okay. a, um, as a, <laughs> a very manly way, of course. Right. All right. I think that's about all we can get out of the 3DS. As far as conversation goes, it's a really, I mean, the 3DS XL, it's a really big improvement on the system. If you have a 3DS and you're not sure where to get it, I I will warn you about one thing. You you can't really just trade in your 3DS right away. you got to do a system transfer, which means you got to bring it home, do it, and then you can trade in your 3DS. But um, the guys at, uh, or the gals at GameStop are really nice about that. Uh... They just let me buy the system. I told them I'll do a return slash rebuy, you know, the next day. And they went ahead and let me do that, and I was able to transfer all my stuff over, no problem. So that was really cool of them. Transfer system's really cool, ain't it? Yeah, I love the fact that the little Pikmin come out and uh, move all your data for you. <laughs> That's a really cute idea. Yeah, um, I, I, got to see, I got to see that when I... Uh, Transferred all my DSi purchases. It's a, it, it, it is a pretty cool little download screen. Nintendo's are, always been pretty good with that. You know, not, not just giving us a bar. Yeah, they want like, to keep you entertained while stuff like that's happening. Because they know you're just bored there waiting. But um, personally, I kept my 3DS um, uh, with its old purchases for a few days, and I... Uh, Kind of street past a few of my games, like a Super Mario Land 3D. I uh, use, use that to get some extra easy coins, star coins, mm-hmm. which allowed me to get through the uh, get get through more of the special worlds, which is nice. I do like Especially, the street uh, pass uh, feature on New Super Mario Brothers 2 with the whole gold rush. It kind of gives it that Sonic speed run feeling where you're trying to get to the high score and you're trying to go through the level as fast as possible while trying to collect as many coins as possible at the same time. Yeah, Mario takes a lot of his best inspirations from Sonic. <laughs> Super Mario Galaxy is pretty much a slower Sonic game. Well, then again, Sonic Colors is a lot more like a Mario game than most Sonic games. Well, that's because Mario, at that point, Mario games had borrowed a lot from Sonic games. I mean, it's like thwomps and uh, Sonic Colors, like those little machines that smash down and such. Plus, it has a 2D perspective for long periods of time. It's, anyway. Anyway, yeah, we, we're, we're rambling here. Um, as far as uh, I'm concerned, I've been pretty much doing the same thing, playing my 3DS, playing new Super Mario Bros. 2. Uh, I imported Max Anarchy. Both of us imported Max Anarchy, a.k.a. Anarchy Reigns, because it was supposed to come You're out. It's very uh, cloudy and... Don't know what to call that sound, but it's very uh, irritating. What is? The, the sound that your Skype was making. Oh, well, that doesn't matter if I come out bad on your end, because I'll still come out clear on this end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one recording, I guess. Again. Anyway, okay. um, what I was saying is, I yeah, um, Max Anarchy is pretty awesome. Uh, my only, my, the only sad thing is, I got it on import the day I left for San Diego Comic Con. It arrived 15 minutes before I left, <laughs> and by the time I got home, I found out my PlayStation had broken. So then oh. I had to wait two weeks for a $60 repair job. I finally get it back, and then I was able to play the game. It's a pretty much feels like a classic beat 'em up, except in a 3D environment. And the uh, multiplayer is pretty solid; has that Power Stone feeling, which I kind of yeah. like. It's a pretty fun game. It's thank God Sega's bringing it over, even though they probably won't market it worth a damn. Well, they barely decided to bring it over because you know they've been having those issues as far as. Uh, what what games they want to bring over for retail anymore because they got to really watch the budget. Mm. Anyway, so like we were saying, with both of us have both been to San Diego Comic-Con and, uh, of course, Sonic Boom, which happened on July 14th, and that was just a awesome, awesome experience. Uh, we both yeah, got in as... Especially, got, especially once I got my VIP badge. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we both got in as VIP, but I'm the one who uh, RSVP'd through uh, Kelly Parker... 
And I, I, didn't, I, I should have checked the list. I didn't know uh, when that was uh, when they were letting me in. I should have had them check for you on the list. Cause I thought that you said you were so- going to, man. You said you were going to. I was hey, waiting for, for that phone call saying, "Yeah, you're on the list." I was actually trying to call you a few times. And I couldn't get any. I couldn't get anything through, but I didn't notice uh, whether you were on the list or not. And uh, but Kelly said you were. She made a few arrangements. We we got you into the VIP lounge, yeah, which is yeah. much much better than cool. it was in 2011. That that uh, Sonic oh, Boom God. Was this, 2011. Was in 2011. Kind, yeah, 2011 this, one was kind of irritating. The venue was really. Can I guess? Can I say the word shit? You know. Yeah, because it was it was segmented and segmented into two parts. There was the upper level for all the VIPs, and then the lower level for for everybody to you know dance and listen to the music and stuff. But, but here the VIP lounge was effectively a little journalism suite. Yeah, it was a little. I got to go there, connect to the internet, bar, uh, yeah, living. Say hi to Takashi Azuka, Dubs, and uh, Soul from Sumo Digital. I'm sure everyone everyone remembers him. Um, Steve Lissett, and, uh, which we're hoping to get on the show uh, maybe later in September. Well, he said he would. It's just we need to reconfirm. Yeah. Sure. We yeah. have got potential yeses from both Dubs and uh, Soul. So, so having you know, a little VIP room right on the show, right on the uh, bottom stage floor is just awesome. And we could just you just walk out near uh, right there, right next to the stage. Um. I don't know. Did you get to be at the concert part where Crush when Crush Forty was playing? Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was there for all that. Yeah, it's uh, the concert. Yeah, there. I was right there on the floor, almost right up to the stage, and they they did a great job. I always thought Crush Forty was kind of like this corny, you know, rock band and stuff as far as uh, well, music they are. goes. But yeah, they kind of are. But I mean, they made well, they me a big, they made me a bigger fan uh, just seeing them live and having fun listening to music and Johnny uh, Giovanni, he was just <laughs> going nuts when the, when he finally came out and with it, by the end of the first song, he was already sweating bullets from <laughs> dancing around. Oh, on God, stage he was going crazy. crazy. He was all over that stage. Like nobody's business, man. <laughs> yeah. He was uh, doing great. And then cash cash came out. <laughs> and the Sega community team was uh, really good there too. Um, People, I really do hope people really begin to appreciate uh, the the amount of work these people do for the fans. You know. Yeah, this the uh, the venue and everything was uh, from what I hear is Kelly Parker's idea and hit, and I think she did a fantastic job. She recently, I guess, she recently got a promotion to senior uh, brand and management, and I no, don't know. No, if- no, no, Kelly Parker and Julian Julian Melfield are both uh, are both. Um, What's the word? Oh yeah, both com- are are both the community team. Oh yeah, but she got she got a senior uh, she got a promotion to senior management over this uh, senior brand manager or no what senior is, community what? community manager. Ah, there we, there we go. I was wondering why you were saying brand manager when that's not <laughs> what she's been Sorry. doing. I meant to say community for, manager. For, I for everyone who doesn't up. know, Jason got into a bit of. Uh, trouble per se when he uh, when uh, he uh, in one of his, in one of his articles he uh, miscredited the community team a little. Yeah, <laughs> I get uh, I get a little confused on community members and brand management members. It's because they because they all get involved in the community, so it can can get quite a, kind of confusing at times. But yeah, it was a lot nice the... it, was, it was great seeing uh, Jun Sanoa. And meeting him finally. I've never gotten to meet him before. <laughs> yeah. He's one like only one of the only uh, Sonic talents I haven't gotten to meet up close. Him and Yuji Naka. Yeah, and uh, we uh, while at the show we got some uh, news coming out of there. I mean, we got so- we finally saw Sonic and Wreck It Ralph. And we uh, finally finally got a confirmation. In a very tongue-in-cheek way of Sonic Adventure 2's uh, digital release. Yeah, which is expected, I think, around November or October, somewhere around there. Yeah. Took them long enough. I guess they were always set on making that a Sonic Boom thing. Yeah. And that's why they didn't announce it at E3 or when it was pretty much blatantly... uh, Blatantly, like announced by Microsoft, you know. That, I guess that's why they've 
been holding it back. Yeah, and while Sonic's in uh, Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph's in Sonic with uh, his appearance in Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed. One thing that surprised me is that you said that someone from, what was it, MTV.com actually listens to this? No, no, not MTV.com, um, AdultSwim.com. AdultSwim.com, which kind of surprising. I have always assumed that we have five unnamed listeners. <laughs> yeah, really. So, yeah, um, that, that made me feel real good that somebody, uh, you know, a big professional like uh, one of them is just listening to our little crappy podcast. Well, I, was it really a big professional or? Well, you know what I mean. I mean, somebody <laughs> somebody, uh, uh, somebody in the ga- games journalism or, or you know, even adult in Webs <laughs> Well, Adult Swim does do iOS games as well as uh, the stuff yeah. they do on Cartoon Network. I don't but know exactly what exactly Web's journalism. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that made me feel like real, real good. In fact, um, a few people were were uh, commenting about how much they enjoyed my writing work and such. So, but I know I could do better. So I'm thinking about going back to uh, at least junior college or adult school. And okay, that was the news. Um, as you could tell, we're having still having problems with the dang Skype. Uh, this is our <laughs> worst episode for Skype breaks ups. I think ever, and there's only two of us. Yeah, yeah, and God, there's not three. So uh, we're on our way to Comic Talk. Uh, first thing up is uh, Sonic Universe numbers 42 and 43 with the uh, Secret Freedom Fighters. <coughs> Sorry. I'm still loving Sonic Universe way more than the current Sonic story, though at least though um, with the end of the uh, though with the beginning of the. Um, new Sonic the Hedgehog storyline with the Elias. Mm-hmm. It's um, it, 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 it. Well, more stuff's happening in Sonic Universe than in uh, the other one. Uh oh, hello. Hello. What? Okay. <laughs> it went real stop, silent. Stop for a second. saying that. Stop freaking me out, man. I'm gonna start yelling every time you say hello. Well, you went. You just start suddenly stopped talking. That's all. You stop talking in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, there's just more stuff going on in Sonic Universe right now as far as story related. Everything in uh, Sonic is pretty much Sonic and Team Fighters chasing a man from one place to the other and trying to rescue Sally and failing, but rescuing the village and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty but, much um, what's happened in 239 as well. Yeah, um, have you read the one the one with Elias yet? Uh, sorry, Sonic yeah. Universe number, Sonic the Hedgehog. Two thirty nine. Two thirty nine. Yeah, that one was actually pretty good. I mean, yeah, it was more of the same old, same old, but there was a lot more uh, character development old, stuff. I don't mind the same old, same old, so long as it isn't boring. The yeah. Wolf Pack story was boring, but this one isn't boring. There's some genuine drama. Drama. That's what she said, right? Please don't go out. Come on. Go you ahead. Wanna, you want me to go through my breakdown again when you record? Or? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm recording now. Ah, so you recorded the fact that I just mentioned I had a breakdown, but we didn't, didn't record <laughs> my actual breakdown. And my threatening the lives of Al Gore and the people of Skype and the people of Comcast. And when you know, they, they can actually invent the internet, right? It's a thing, okay? It's a thing. Rush Limbaugh said the Republicans picked up on it, and now it's a thing. I know that many people invented the internet, but um, they, yes, I know. But he did have a hand of it, a hand in his, a hand in it, as I recall. Anyway, um. But when they start finding the bodies, I hereby recant all of my threats. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, screw you, coppers. Okay, so anyway, um, yeah. Well, no, you're I talking was, 239, I guess, first. 239, yes. There's some, as I was saying, I'm just going to restart what I was saying. <sighs> there is some actual drama and tension here. You know, Sonic and Tails and Amy, they're trying to get Amy back. We have Elias uh, jumping out the back, leaving his family leaving his family behind as they're 
village is being attacked by killer robots. And might I add that these new robots are way better than the egg ponds that, that Ian was using when he when he started his run. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they actually, they almost got Sally this time. They almost brought her down. I forget exactly how they... Uh, how well, they, Amy uh, was... Uh getting there pretty good for a while and there there's a there's a nice little moment between amy and sally i really like that shows you know, oh, the strength of her that, character especially compared to her sega character who's such a boy chaser yeah where uh you know sally's all well i see what you want to uh you know destroy me then uh, you'll have sonic all to yourself and she's all like oh how that, petty do you think i am i'm trying to free that my was friend a good moment, but you know the moment i read that i thought wow those amy fans they're going to they're going to hate this so much. They're going to try to say that Ian Flynn is being so horrible to Amy Rose by having Sally say this. Oh God, uh, are you kidding me? Archie, Archie Amy is way better than Sega Amy. <laughs> but you can hear the conversations in the back of your head, right? When 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 you when you read that line, hey, you early. saw the Sega forums react to that. <laughs> there is an but, Amy Rose thread on the Sega forums. <laughs> There's a there's a Princess Sally thread too, I believe. Don't know if it's still on the front page. It's been a while since I've been to Sega. It's just it, it's so stressful when I go there and try to. I can't I can't read the on there anymore because they don't actually page. talk about the comic. They just talk about the characters. That, that's kind of how it is in, in for throughout the entire forum. You know, you, you don't talk about games. You talk about politics. And fanboyism and personal issues. You don't talk about the things that you think you talk about at a Sega forum. Hey, the, the coolest surprise in the issue, though, was uh, T Pup taking care of Silver Sonic with a <laughs> some kind of shockwave yeah. uh, EMP that, that, nice. that kept him into place. I think they were actually hinted that at the um, at the at the uh, Archie panel. Yeah, they, they said that uh, they're gonna have a they were gonna have a um, T Pup Silver Sonic showdown. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the action was better, the drama was better. This is really the kind the kind of storyline I expect from a Sonic comic when it's not going through some really big event. You know, just because you're not going through a big event, just because you need, need a breather, doesn't mean that the storyline that the storyline can suddenly become boring. I think an issue that Ian Flynn can kind of has that other <laughs> haven't. Yeah, I mean, I mean if, during the Tim Penders Ballers era, there was just a lot of talking to get to the drama. You had to talk about this. You had to talk about your feelings about that. Ian Flynn is much more action oriented. He, he he's yeah, but, much better at but, keeping a fast pace. But because he's much more action oriented, when his action falls flat, there's really nothing there. Uh, that's an issue that I think other writers haven't really had. And don't get me wrong, Ian Flynn is much better than Carl Bowlers and Ken Penders. And maybe not necessarily. He's he's probably. I don't really think he, I, I don't really think I'd call him better than Mike Gallagher on his best day, because Mike Gallagher he could do some really cool stuff. Yeah, he he had a problem with corny jokes though. Mike Gallagher really well, usually bad. Mike Gallagher was mostly a, a humor then again, writer. It was, yeah, it was more of the kids. It was back when it was more about, you know, a kid's comic. But when he did more serious stories like Mecha Madness. Mecha Madness is so uh, awesome. I got the best of Sonic at, uh, yeah. at uh, Comic-Con. <laughs> that was, he, he was the first time I actually for- read that story from beginning to end because it's never been kept in a one into one single story before. It was always broken up from uh, the Sonic, you know, archives to the Sonic special archives. This yeah. is the first time they had it all together, so it was great just being able to read it all at once. And uh, I might add that this was Ian Fling's pick for the best of Sonic. Yeah, um, that book, uh, I don't totally agree with everything. I think Ian Fling had the best pick. Uh, I understand why Patrick Spaznati picked you know, the end game, but end game's been reprinted so many times. <laughs> I didn't really want to see that again. Um, well, I think he picked Endgame more for his own personal experience on it. I mean, from from what I understand, that was like like one of the biggest events that the comic had undergone at the time, especially Endgame itself, which had all these different writers and artists involved. Yeah, it was the first kind of collaborative effort. Even though the transition from say uh, Dave Manick to Patrick Spaziente was pretty. Uh, <laughs> pretty 
What's Tracy the Arley uh, picked an odd one too. It was one of the ones where uh, Tommy Turtle died. The one he drew. Oh, I didn't think that was and, odd at all. Actually, that storyline is that that story was better in hindsight for me than it was at the time. I still it's, don't agree it, it with it because it's, they're killing off a character for the second time. I mean, this guy's died twice. But it's more than just Tommy the Turtle dying. It was also um, the uh, Tales' prophecy. Prophecy fi- finally being fulfilled the right way was it was um, this big supersonic shadow tail. It was this big supersonic battle. A, a, lot, a decent number of things culminate, culminated in that story. It wasn't just Tommy the Turtle dying. Yeah, I just think there's better stories that Tracy's worked on, like Tales Adventure and stuff like that. But those are the kind of things they're usually saving up for graphic novels in the future anyway. Yeah. That's that's uh, pretty true. Um well, so I was going to say, yeah, the cover on Best of Sonic is incredible. It looks like CG-rendered Sonic popping out. But it uh, isn't. It no, is it's full- all hand-rendered by Patrick Spaznati. He, he did the individual stitches on Sonic's glove. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, he worked hard on he, that. I, I'd like to see that, that as a poster, too. I'd, I'd get that as a poster. Well, you know, we do have that poster magazine coming out. Oh, is yeah, that they, they are doing that poster special in November for Sonic Super Special. Which I think that's actually pretty cool that they're actually doing a poster magazine. I've oh. heard Sonic the Comic doing that. As long All as they don't do time. any more future arcs. I got that latest issue because I pretty much got it for free at this comic shop, uh, at least at a big <laughs> discount. And it's just all talk, 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 talk. The only action there are the, are the uh, stories that Ian Flynn did at the end of the I, I actually have good memories of that, of that uh Storyline. Um, I just don't like. I, I, I don't uh, like those future storylines. They're, they're a fan the service. Book. They're shipping service. Yeah, I, I had left. I had stopped re- reading the comic book after the high school storyline completely alienated me. My interest in the comic. Oh, I just recently looked through uh, 150 to 160, and it's so awful. <laughs> Because oh, uh, Ballers yeah. and Penders were switching off his writing, and you know Penders even admits he doesn't read Baller stuff, and I don't think Ballers <laughs> does vice versa. And I mean, they had uh, you know Bunny hooking up with, uh, with Sonic and making Sonic an absolute jerk, because basically Evil Sonic came in on 150, was playing uh, Georgie Porgy Pumpkin Pine, kissing all the girls, and <laughs> make it, and totally made out with Bunny. Oh. So Bunny thought that him and the Sonic were a couple. And Sonic comes back, and she's all flirting with him, and he doesn't even question it after, after, really, after really, switching, really you know, places. Yeah, oh, it's so it's so awful. And then they don't that, actually that, show them break that, up on that screen. what they should not do in a Sonic comic, romance drama. No! Yes, it's horrible. No, horrible stuff. comic. Some good drama, some good character moments, great. But no goddamn love triangles, no goddamn romance stories, especially ones as contrived and bad and stupid as evil Sonic banging every single female Sonic character in the comic book. I mean, what were they on that Including day? Amy, who's, who I think is pretty young, right? What? Including Amy, who I think is quite a bit younger. Yeah, the worst part about that storyline is it is all anyone thought the Sonic comics were for like six years, six years after the fact. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that was, there was also a... Uh, the pimp, right? Yeah, the, yeah, Sonic basically, yeah, and they, even though they don't, they never showed them, un, un, you know, ceremoniously break up or what, they never showed them break up, but then uh, I guess uh, Tails is trying to ask Fiona out and uh, Sonic kind of cock blocks him so he doesn't get his feelings hurt. And then the very next issue, uh, Tails catches Sonic and Fiona making out. And, and, the, and you know what was worse than that? You know what was worse than that in issue 150? Fucking Titan Tails. So Titan Fucking Tales Titan in the backstory Tales. by uh, Ken Penders. Uh, no, it wasn't Ken Penders. It was Rami, Rami Chacom, I think. Yeah, he was it trying was to do the whole. Uh, what's the name of that thing we just mentioned about Tails? Uh, Titan Tales. Yeah, before Titan Tales, he was he's the Chosen One. It was he was trying to wrap up the Chosen One yeah, thing, except he did it all wrong. Part. 
And that and was several so things that Ian Flynn uh, fixed. Like Ian Flynn uh, had just Sonic admitted he was he was being a jerk about the Fiona thing, and then uh, Ian Flynn, uh, like I said, the Tracy Yardley backstory is how they finally got the Tails chosen one all fixed up. Ian Flynn. The reason why many of Ian Flynn's early comics were so meh was because he had to clean up so much shit. Ian is that, Obama. That he has to clean up over the, the course of like 60, 70 issues. <laughs> I don't want to get political. I mean, Sorry, my God. like Obama. I'm not going to mention it. Anyway, I was saying, I was saying Ian Flynn's like Obama. He's got to clean up all the crap that was left after. Yeah, yeah he's exactly like Obama. Fuck politics. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck all that stuff, you know? He, he had to come in after eight years of bullshit being done by other writers who did not know what the hell they were doing. He had to come and clean it up. And this resulted in some pretty bad stories on Ian Flynn's part. I'm not giving Ian Flynn a pass. I complain all the time about uh, Dar- Darkest Storm, which that was pretty much Ian Flynn cleaning up like uh, eight, eight, uh, like five years worth of continuity in the space of three issues, which was supposed to be six issues. And um, yeah, and he had he, he when he, by the time he came in, the continuity was so bad, so messed up. I mean, you'd have to be a pretty goddamn good writer, and you'd and you'd have to have pr- some pretty understand uh, and some some pretty lenient editors and some and some pretty lenient. Uh, oversight from Sega in order to fix everything properly and actually make it a good storyline. I mean, really, it's it was. I think during that time, I'm surprised they they didn't just reboot the comic entirely. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that they didn't. I mean, one thing, one one of the reasons why I began reading the comic book again with 160 was because it reminded me of the comic books from the from the 90s. You know, it um, we had Crockbot, we had. Uh, we, we we had like all these some of these corny lines and jokes. We had Evil Sonic c- t- turning into Scourge. You know, we we had all, all this nice little. Yeah, I mean, it's it and, was it's it was, was, it's was both action packed and lighthearted, which is what a kid's book should be. And the and the art, oh my God, Tracy Yardley was such a breath of fresh air after what was his name? Ron um, Lim. Ron Lim, great at. Humans horrible at hedgehogs, and I think he, Ron Lim did like the last storyline before Ian Flynn took over. Like that 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 uh, Mechasonic storyline was like, all right, we're gonna take we're gonna make this like the worst comic book ever. Ken <laughs> Penner, you write. Um, yeah. Ron Lim, you draw. Last ten issues before they got. Fi- I think that's the, I think the whole uh, 150 and everything that's happened is probably why though they got fired off the book. <laughs> Well, I know that by around 150, Carl Bowlers was already being let go, and um, I I think Ken Penders was supposed to take over for him, but yeah, <laughs> thank God he didn't, <laughs> because wow, that uh, 150 was bad. Um. Anyway, we we got really off track. Yeah, we got off track. Okay, weird. Well, I mean, we, at least we I got was off track to, with the Sonic I was trying to talk. Yeah, I was trying to. Uh talk about Sonic Universe, which is like the Justice League International of characters, all a bunch of ba- barely knowns or uh, or some lesser-known characters with, with Silver being the only one you know, that people really <coughs> recognize. It's kind of like a I think it was Justice League International that had Booster Gold and then a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, Silver is pretty much the equivalent to, the equivalent to Booster Gold. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> Even down to the time-traveling thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and being incompetent. Of course, um, Booster Gold uh, was less competent and also sold himself out to anyone who would take him because he was a corporate whore, whereas Silver is just trying to save his future. But still, it's a pretty decent comparison. <laughs> yeah. I wonder who uh, the the equivalent to boost to Blue Beetle's going to be. Hmm. I know. I like the fact that they brought Larry uh, Lynx back, and he's kind of a oh, more he's Blue Beetle. Character. Holy Blue Beetle, <laughs> Larry Lynx. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Larry Lynx. Uh, Larry Lynx. Um, Metal Sonic. Uh, the Wolf Twins again. <laughs> they, it feels weird to have them in there. They don't really fit right. I don't think. 
Lots I think they wanted some females in in with that uh, team, and so they picked some characters from the Wolf Pack. And again, these are also people that you know, uh, heart that nobody in uh, New Megatropolis knows. Yeah, that's the most important thing is getting people who are unknown, except for um, Elias, who everybody knows because he's <laughs> a former king. But outside yeah. of that, they're pretty much nobodies. Well, Larry Lynx was uh, was a uh, per- like. What I like about the Wolf Twins is that they had some pretty good chemistry, or um, like they had some pretty good chemistry with Elias. You know, Elias didn't have, doesn't have any, uh, any. Uh, ugh, God damn it! Why is my brain being like this tonight? Any. Well, come on, finish my sentence for me. Any. You respect. Know what it he is. doesn't have any respect, respect. for the twins. My brain is completely froze. God damn it. That's why I suck on podcasts. But yes, he has no <laughs> respect for the Wolf Twins. Um, and, uh, yeah, they and pretty so, much called him on his BS. Yeah, and of course, since they aren't they aren't his subjects, they don't take his BS. And it, 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 it results in some nice tension and some nice... Uh, some... <laughs> So nice one thing also with the Wolf Twins is everyone draws them differently. Yeah. They don't yeah. they don't have a consistent look. I mean, they're very much like uh, tall adult you know female figures when um, Stephen Butler was doing them, but when Yardley or Bates are doing them, they're very short and squat and fit with everybody else, which doesn't quite fit in because the Wolf Pack is actually a few uh, feet a uh, foot or two taller than Sonic and the other characters. Hmm. But, um, yeah, and um, overall, the character chemistry is really kind of the highlight of the story, I think. They, they, they don't get along swimmingly. They actually have some tension and some issues, and uh, it, it's something that they kind of have to work through a little and deal yeah. with. Although I do think it's funny that um, Harvey, who's <laughs> complaining about them not getting uh, Jeffrey because uh, they, oh, you have somebody on here who could change... Uh, fate you know he's talking about larry lynx larry lynx is a jinx he's probably <laughs> he's probably uh, hurting your team more than you know helping it that's the dumb thing that's like the dumbest reason to have somebody on your team is, is being a jinx he thinks is uh, something that's good yeah but larry is awesome now all we need is bivalve yeah really <laughs> although that wouldn't work because he's underwater well, clams can they could give him like a water tank or something wouldn't be very effective. <laughs> and, can, and we have like a whole pretty much a brand new too. character now. <laughs> the uh, reconstructed Metal Sonic from that Chuck redid. He's not a brand new character, but they did rebuild him. Well, no, I mean he was a Metal Sonic, but he's very—he's got he's such a different uh, personality now. That he's pretty much an, a new character. He's part—he's part Metal Sonic. part Metal Sonic, and he's part of those. Uh, Advanced Metal Sonics that Chuck uh, made that were supposed to protect the kingdom that screwed up. That's another poor story. I really not say he's a new personality. He's he's a lot like he was in eighty in eighty eight and eighty nine. You know his last appearance when he actually had a had a personality for the first time. He was kind of like that. Okay, well I got to read those issues then. I haven't read those. The, the, those are actually probably the last really good Sonic comics they made until Ian Flynn took over. So I would really recommend reading them. It was done by it was written by outside writers, who only did those two issues and nothing else. Mm. It also had some uh, some nice art. It, it reminded me a little bit of kind of like um, lower budget Patrick Spaziente. It had kind of his his um, way of drawing Sonic characters, kind of his flow of movement. Mm. But you know, it just wasn't quite as nice looking. Yeah. So now even the uh... Now that Nagus has revealed his plan to Jeffrey, Jeffrey's like turning Dale on him. <laughs> he betrays yeah, everybody. It's, <laughs> it's kind of nice because, you know, we all knew that Jeffrey wasn't really a bad guy. He was just kind of a dick. So um, to see him actually kind of come around and be and uh, show some remorse and realize, oh, wow, this is actually a bad thing that I did. It's a nice development for him. And I think it's something a lot of people weren't really expecting because, you know, after Jeffrey turned evil, they're saying, oh, that's a plot hole. Jeffrey isn't like that. He's a good guy. And, well, yeah, he is. But 
he just had a different view of what of what was best for the kingdom. Yeah, I wasn't even Which, uh, feeling it. I always thought he was, you know, very faithful to the kingdom. And up until the way uh, Ian wrote the court case uh, earlier this year, which was great, it's a show his the, backstory about why he was uh, Ixus Wizard and everything. And the funny thing about that is, it is really all based off of things that happened in the comic book. I mean, the king, the the Acorn line of rulers have been some of the, some of the most incompetent monarchs ever. Especially King Maximilian. I mean, he has just been horrible at his job. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I don't even know how much of that was necessarily intentional. Because, um, I mean, like when you look at Ken Penders and how he did the Guardians, and like, I think when he had locked, microwaved the baby and had the Guardians set up this complicated rite of passage for becoming a guardian, all that stuff. I think he thought it was a, it was a generally good idea. You know? Yeah. And then Ian Flynn comes in and says, no, this is a horrible idea. And proceeds with, and proceeds on that line. It not, not only makes sense, it really makes it, it, it makes the comic book as a whole gets a lot better. It makes these formerly kind of flawless, char- flawless characters really deeply flawed mm-hmm. if that makes any sense yeah well it's always good to have your character flawed that gives them depth well obviously but the guardians they were never really questioned that much as, as i recall and their methods were never, were never really seriously questioned you know they, 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 no, no one ever really told them that's a horrible idea why are you doing that until ian fling came along yep <laughs> And it's, and then important, it's really important to have flaws in characters. It gives them, you know, more personality. Yeah. This is why my, two of my favorite characters are like Knuckles and Blaze in the uh, <coughs> in the Sega games. Yeah, but their flaws are kind of simplistic. You know, Knuckles is yeah. Uh... It, at least it gives them some depth, where it's they're not just an a hole to be an a hole like Shadow is, or <laughs> uh, or I'm you don't know exactly what, what they're what they're. This uh, is who I am. Or you don't know exactly what their um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ethics are like rouge. Hmm. <sighs> but um, yeah. So I, I in the end, I really like where he took Jeffrey. And yeah, I really now, like now, now he's <laughs> lying in the fetal position with this <laughs> scared look on his face. That was great. And I liked I liked Silver's solution. I thought that was very cool because uh, that's something you know you should teach kids that you know sometimes you just need to talk it out instead of just fighting and getting into. And a- for Silver, it made a lot of sense. I think I I would like to think that Sonic would be a bit more gun ho. Yeah, Sonic would be more go gun ho with him. He would try, try to get the beat the truth out of him, where Silver tries to be more understanding at least, which is which is a very cool idea. I almost thought they were going to let him on the team for a second, though. Although I don't think Elias would <laughs> allow that. Well, I don't think Harvey Who would have. So do you think with the uh, 44, we'll see some kind of... Uh... We're going to see resolution. Yeah, resolution yeah, where I, he'll, yeah. maybe he'll <laughs> sacrifice himself. and. No, no, I don't want Jeffrey to die. He's likable now. Probably yeah, but more what's left for him to do? I mean, he, 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 he screwed up in such a royal way, there's nothing left for him. Maybe, maybe, but I imagine perhaps Harvey Who might have a job for him once uh, this Nagas thing is blown over. <laughs> well, plus he's a Pender's character, which they seem to be trying to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which which reminds me. Yeah, so uh, one thing we forgot to talk about on the news was the uh, Pender's copyright <laughs> cases. Copyrights here, get your Sonic copyrights. They're all up for sale. <laughs> <laughs> We got a, yes, Doc Shaw has uh, begun to copyright his storylines. Oh, his storylines and his uh for tales, tall tales, and his and art. Tall, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, you should uh, get restitution for your art yeah, which, and your stories yeah, if, if they're being reprinted. I, this is something I've agreed with all along, as far as the Ken, uh, yeah. case goes. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Bo- Penders, uh, Mike Gallagher, everyone has a right. To the royalties, to the, to things that they've written and drawn, you know, this is something I completely agree with. This is where I think Ken Penders has a case. Where I don't think he has a case, and where Scott Shaw doesn't think he has a case, because he's not filing copyrights for any characters he's 
created, albeit there. I don't think any of the characters he created have been anything more than background characters, but no. So, um, but um, you know that this is man. Where, where was I, where was I even going with that? Oh, that he's a, that he's a, has every right to do that, basically. Yes, he does. Every, I, Archie is like I think one of the only comic book publishers that does not give its writers royalties. And if anything, this Ken Penders thing will hopefully change that policy. That's something the whole comic industry is kind of like. I mean, do you know the guy who did Ghost Rider? They're suing him for drawing Ghost Rider uh, at Comic Cons and stuff and making him pay like $30,000. Really? Yeah. Oh he's, he's, the, he's the creator, and, and he does, since he doesn't own his work, they won't even let him do uh, charge for sketches of the character that he created. Jesus. Wow, that's, that's, that's too much stuff. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's just insane. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this is what I agree with. I don't think it's right for any comic company to not pay royalties for, you know, pre-printed work. But at the same time, I don't think you should uh, be allowed to keep characters that are obviously made for a licensed no, that, that, <laughs> comic book. That totally doesn't make sense. That's like if you created a character for the Superman book and tried to make him have his own adventures and everything. Well, I know, because Honestly, it belongs to Superman and the writers. Or, all Ken Penders is really doing is ruining his own legacy. That's all he's doing at this point. That's all that's really going to come out of this. I mean, if, if if everything goes his way, so what if he gets the right to Hershey, Jeffrey, and a bunch of echidnas? I mean, so what? What are you going to do with that? Are, yeah, are I you going to call them? The uh, it's cost him thirteen thousand dollars in sanctions so far to court for missing a deadline, and that's thirteen thousand yeah. that he does, that he probably won't get back from these comic books. It's he's not going to make money off of these, I don't think. I mean, I won't buy them out of pure principle. I'm, I I won't because of the I way just no longer he's gonna care about these characters. Yeah, I mean, and, and they were all background characters. I mean, some of them didn't even come from. And like I said, I read that. Tales, um, the Tales miniseries where Athera first showed up, and that, uh, that was written by Mike Gallagher. Does that mean that Ken Penders didn't create Athera? Did um, Ken Penders ever um, register copyright for Athera? Do we not I don't know that? Think so. I'm not sure. Well, but, I mean, Athera mentioned a lot about the past Guardians and it being uh, Knuckles' lineage and stuff like that, and that's stuff that Ken Penders drew on. But the the big concern that Ken Penders should really have is the fact that the characters will have to be made unrecognizable. I mean, especially the echidnas. Yeah, and he's the not making them unrecognizable. Are, he's making them ugly, but he's not making them unrecognizable. They all look like Knuckles in drag. That's that's what they all look like. And Knuckles does not look like an echidna. He is he is a he, he is a style of echidna originally designed by Sega. Yep. If he begins developing this storyline of echidnas on a floating island with magical gemstones, does he really think that Sega's not going to sue him unless he makes everything look completely different? I mean... <laughs> Seriously. I really don't know what his endgame here is. Um, well, he's already written endgame. <laughs> oh. I hate your pun so very much. <laughs> well, um, that's more of a bad joke than a pun. Okay, bad joke. I hate your bad jokes so very much. That's fair. But I, I, I don't really see where he wins here, even if he wins. These comics are not going to sell. They're not going to make much money. They're not, and if he makes them look too much like Knuckles, he's also probably going to get sued. So good luck, Ken. You know, good, good, all power to you. And getting the royalties for stories you've written, but leave the characters alone. Just leave them out of this. Yeah, seriously. And that, stop ruining your legacy. I mean, if he wins, it will affect reprints as far because then they'd have to pay him. But yeah, yeah but, at the same time, it's only fair. Yeah, and um, how much are they going to have to pay him? I mean, they're doing reprints out the wazoo, so they have to be profitable, right? Oh yeah, they're they're doing reprints like crazy now. God, it's, they're doing the they're doing the Sonic Saga. They're doing Digest. They're doing Sonic Legacy, which is in black and white. If anything, they'll just try to pass the cost on to the consumer. 
I wonder Though, if with the Sonic Digest, I'll be seeing them at, like, Walmart, like I do the Archie books. <laughs> uh, probably, I hope so. I, I, I honestly thought that they, that they were going to do these Sonic archives, like the Digest. And again, so, I don't so see the magazines there, the so who knows? Uh, any case, so yeah, we've discussed that. Is there anything else? No, I think we've been raining on that long enough, but we didn't really discuss the story going on, but yeah, Magus is trying to take control of the council now through a magic spell (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) underneath the castle, and I guess it looks like the Secret Freedom Fighters are going to stop him on that, and it looks like it's all going to culminate with uh, Sonic 141, where the teams are together, unless that's just artwork. The Asher unreleased um, our last podcast. Um, We... uh, I, I, I initially said, you know, it's probably going to end with this. And both you and GX said, no, 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 it's going to go on for a while. I'm think, I thought, well, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, it's going to go on for a while. Now it turns out, yeah, it's, it's ending here, it seems. <laughs> it seems. We'll see. We'll see. We don't even know about, you know, uh, Mecha Sally yet or anything. I expect that Novice will probably most definitely survive this. I'm expecting him to be around after this as a force. But, well, I guess, um, yeah. Definitely, the these different wizards are fighting for control of his body. Something's probably going to happen with that very soon. Unless it ends with him getting split up into two thing people. That, that, three people. That'd be interesting. I yeah, think. three people. I, I was actually really surprised when Ian brought them back because I, I barely remembered his origin story, which was kind of batshit weird in and of itself. You know, he was three wizards, and they flew into the sun, and they became one wizard, and <laughs> and they were like competing with each other when they flew into the sun. Yeah, like a rhino and lobster. Do they even have any other lobster mobians? Not that I know of. I mean, unless he unless he count uh, what's his name, crab meat. <laughs> but that's a that's a that's, robot, a, that's a robot, yeah. Anyway, I think that's everything that we have to talk about. Yeah, that's funny. We talked more about the Sonic comics than we did anything else. But then again, it wasn't breaking up on Skype when we were talking about the Sonic comics. Yeah, uh, it's official. My 3G internet connection is better than Comcast. The thing that's that sad. I'm paying $90 a month for. How much? $90. Cable, cable internet is expensive. Well, do you get well, regular no, cable TV uh, with that? Because, I mean, I'm yeah, paying 40 for my the internet. The cable internet and the cable TV together. Oh, okay. It's just really shitty service. I mean, it'll randomly just start blocking out and not working. <sighs> Comcast. Like tonight when we're trying to record a podcast. Yep. At least, case, at least I got the talk um, quite a bit tonight. <laughs> yep. Compared to other nights. So uh, I guess we'll probably probably insert that break at some point in one of those me- in one of the many interruptions we had. <laughs> hey, you know we we could use that um, uh, music that um, that I forget what that music's called. Um, where it's uh, we're currently having issues right now. We'll be back shortly. <laughs> uh, that that music. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Spanish flea music or something. I think it's yeah. what it's called. Anyway, um, I'm done. You're done. Let's. Oh wait, one more thing. AdultSwim.com guy, if you're listening to this, I would like to personally, well, not personally, but you get the idea. Thank you for um sitting through our podcasts, especially. You know, sitting through my ranks and my talking, my stuttering, because I'm really, really bad at this. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, it must be self-masochistic to <laughs> sit through this garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. And that's it, folks. Uh, good night.